Come in and Hi folks, Chris Voss here from the Chris Voss .com, the Chris Voss Show .com. And we're here with the uh, Robert Scoble, the Scobleizer, as he is well known on the internet broad uh, the internet uh, tubes, if you will. How's it going, Robert? Pretty good, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Man. We got like how many hours left? <laughs> We're on the verge of it. What? Uh, Ten hours left, and then and then it's gone. We're a year yeah. old. Yeah. yeah. We're. I think your birthday's in January, like mine, isn't it? Yeah, January 18th. I'm 26. So, hmm. yeah, all the smart people were born in January. I've always found. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to talk about a couple different things that we got going on. We want to talk about Age of Context. I'm coming in at the end of uh, your promotions you've been doing for the book. The book's been doing really I well. Know where on the Amazon. Book is. I have a book card, though. There you go, the book card. <laughs> I, I, I have a book running around here somewhere. The uh, So tell, tell those who haven't heard about it since I promoted the crap out of it. Uh, yeah, you, you got to lay off the uh, retweets, re man. <laughs> Hold on a second here. I'm gonna change my lights. Looks like part of the uh, age of context. Your lights are have, are not changing changing due to your mood. Ooh, wow! Yeah, see, you like that? I have a little purple. I like the purple bit. Feel nice and seventy. You got some shag back there, and yeah. So those are internet connected lights. I guess that's a good place to start. You know, um, I just noticed um, that uh, about two years ago, I started seeing all sorts of trends, uh, five separate trends happening. Um, wearable computers were going up. I, you know, we started seeing things like the fuel band and the jawbone up and the uh, Fitbit and all that. And then we started hearing about the Google Glass. In fact, I got my Google Glass here. I should put that on too. <laughs> I was just charging it up. That's the battery life isn't so good. <laughs> there, there you go. go. The Borg has arrived. Google <laughs> um, Borg. And so that's one trend. Sensors are going up around us and on us and in our world exponentially, and that's another trend. That's certainly clear now. Uh, we, we could call those two trends together, the Internet of Things, you know, uh -huh. but, uh, including these lights, you know, or home automation. Um, the third trend was database technology was really changing. Uh, you know, it's not Oracle world anymore. Uh, most of the startups I'm seeing are built on MongoDB that didn't exist six years ago. So um, wow. that's a, a new thing. Uh, the industry calls that trend alone just big data. I hate the term big data because it doesn't explain everything, but mm -hmm. um, it's a good term for some things. <clears throat> and then you add in uh, the social network data. You know, Twitter is seeing a half billion tweets a day. And that's going up exponentially. So if we come back in a year, it'll be you know 750 million or a billion. And um, uh, the location data is going up exponentially as well. You know, everything from Foursquare to Waze to Google Maps to all the data about where we are. And I, all of those trends are separate, interesting, and probably deserve a book of their own. In fact, several of them have books of their own. Um, but I started seeing that those five things were coming together and making a new kind of operating system possible or a new kind of experience or a new kind of app or uh, and and that 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 combination which really is like a we could have called it mobile 2.0 as well but the the world th thanks to these things has really changed what's possible compared to our desktop OS's you know our desktop OS was designed not to be moved around. It doesn't have sensors on it that understand our our behavior, and it doesn't follow us around. So, um, you know, that's like the old world, and the mobile yeah. world is the new world, and then there's a newer world coming, which is contextual. And so what, what does it mean? It means if we join these five things together, we can do things like predict what you're going to do next? Because if I get to stalk you around for a, a month, I know where you, uh, go, you know, get gas in your car, where, whether you go to church or not, or whether you go to school and where, and I know where, what time you go to work, and I know what your favorite 15 places to eat are, and I know what kind of music you like, and on and on. The more I have that picture, the more that I can uh, get ahead of you and do things like Google Now is a great example. Yeah. 
And then uh, it means a lot to businesses. Businesses are going to need to study their customers in far deeper detail, and they're going to need to know everything about everything. Which Look at Uber, for instance. Uber is a, a mobile-first company, and it knows where every piece of inventory is, every customer is, every transaction, and, and all sorts of other things that, that businesses just didn't need to know, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. It's going to be crazy, and and I guess really it's it's what companies have to do is sort through all this data that's available now. Yeah. And then yeah. with sensors, I mean, I, I guess eventually we'll have sensors in our bodies, and uh, when we go through TSA, it'll be like, oh, by the way, um, you're passed to fly, but you also have cancer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're they're coming. You know, uh, we've seen sensors at SRI at research labs that can tell whether you have cancer. Uh, another guy showed me a sensor that he's developing that'll tell if you have a heart attack uh, 24 hours ahead of time. Just Whoa! Like in your mouth. Oh yeah. And, Holy crap! And yeah, it's uh, you know, uh, at at uh, in Tyndall in the uh, research lab in Ireland, they were they had a. Uh, sensors to go in around a cancer so that the doctor would know that he's hitting the cancer with enough radiation. They had sensors that go on the tips of arrows, so if you're a Olympic uh, arrow shooter, you, you can uh, study your technique in a whole new way. Wow. I mean, I, crazy stuff, you know. Chris, you're dying, but here's a really cool graph that we made with our sensors. <laughs> yeah. You're going to die on <laughs> You're July gonna, 14th. Yeah, we predict that you will die on September 5th with what you have going on right now. Yeah. And uh, maybe if we increase your dosage, we can buy an hour or two, according to the... <laughs> yeah. Just kill me now. Well, it's going to be amazing. You and Shell wrote this great book. It's been on Amazon's top seller list. Yeah. Yeah, beat out, uh, I think, Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, for, book. For a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk is pretty hard to beat, let me tell you. <laughs> you have to pull out all the stops, and he's pulling out all the stops, too. He, he knows all the tricks. So, you know, yeah. The, the truth, I mean, Amazon really is a contextual system. It studies the first people's uh, behaviors, you know, um, to decide whether your book is going to be successful or not. <laughs> you know? so, so you're you're getting beat by your own sensor data. Well, no, you're getting beat by the uh, reviews that people put in yeah. and uh, whether they buy your book and whose book do they buy it with. Yeah. You know, if if the first twenty people are all are uh, people who buy poetry books, your book ain't gonna go very far. <laughs> so the the, age, the sales of the Age of Context are based on the Age of Context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we we tried to uh, take advantage of that, right? Uh, we're getting pretty adept now at using social media and building teams of people who review the books. And you know, Gary, um, Guy Kawasaki wrote a whole book about. Uh, self-publishing your book. He called uh, author, publisher, entrepreneur, and we use all the all the tricks that he go. But uh, the advanced people have even more tricks, and I, I don't I don't have a you know a wine store that generates seventy million in revenue a year to fund so, my uh, fund my book. So do you think with sensors, it's going to give it's going to be harder for marketers to easily game the system because they're going to have to be very complex at what they do. Um. It, it's going to be harder. Yeah, you're seeing that already in, um, you know, on Facebook. We we have all these dis, uh, discussions about how Facebook's filtering works, and you know, it used to be easier to game it. Now it's getting a little harder, um, and marketers are up in arms about this. Oh my God! Only one out of every twenty people seeing my post. And it's like, well, did you do a good post? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you did it, a good post, it goes because everybody's clicking like on it, right? You know, yeah. but if your posts I mean, are uh, the average marketing kind of bullshit post, yeah, you probably won't get that many likes. You won't get that many shares, and it, and your post won't get seen by very many people. <laughs> so. I I told clients for four years. I said. This is free for only a short period of time, and you got to grab as much real estate as you can, because it's not going to be free forever. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know I mean Facebook's not screwing people; they're just basically yeah. saying, "Look, pay us instead of your social media." Nah, uh, it's it, it, well, one, it's uh, you know, 
<laughs> they are incented to keep keep their users addicted to Facebook. Yeah. So Facebook is going to do whatever it takes to keep their users addicted to Facebook. Yeah. In other words, they need to show um, you know uh, ten or twenty posts on that home screen that capture your interest and keep you clicking on Facebook. You know. Yeah. So, that's why things like Upworthy uh, work because a, a cool video shows up, right? And yeah. In fact, you guys, you're at the top of my feed right now, which shows a little bit about how contextual it is because you tagged me in it, and it's about me, and it's about this this uh, Google Plus thing, and it showed up on my feed. Now, how many other people's feeds did it show up on? I don't know. So far, you've gotten five likes, you know, and one, and one comment. Whenever I do likes. a sponsored post, it says that my natural whatever post is like about 7%. Yeah, but I, I don't know. you know, I've tried several sponsored posts just to see uh, what effect it has, and I don't think it has that that much effect on, on my scale. Um, it, you know, it, yeah, they say it gives you more reach, but my likes don't go up a whole lot, maybe a little bit, you know, maybe 30%, but is, yeah. that, is that worth it? And a lot of people, when they see sponsored, they they their eye skips over that. So, I guess, yeah. and you're right. It does depend upon how you know how interesting your your post is and and what it talks about, and it probably your reputation at being consistent. Like yours is really consistent about putting up really smart, thoughtful stuff. I don't I don't go on. I don't see Robert Scoble's stupid memes that I've seen from 2009. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, yours is always really smart, well written. There's a lot of time into it, a lot of thought process, or at least it's a great video of an interview you've done. Yeah, and and one thing I'm doing is reading a lot of other people's posts and liking theirs and commenting on theirs. That way, my feed has other stuff to it than just me pipping myself. Yeah. And I think I think that really does uh, matter in terms of audience building on Facebook. And uh, by the way, Twitter is doing. Similar stuff now. When when you watch your feed, let me see if I can get my feed going here. When you watch <coughs> your feed, um, uh, oh God, I turned off autofocus. Hold on, just a second. Um, okay, there we go. When you watch your feed, and it goes because I'm I'm following you know thirty forty thousand people. Yeah. Um, it shows you retweets. And it shows you favorites and other things. And, in fact, you can uh, click over on this button here to the Discover tab. Um, no, no, sorry. Uh, I don't know where the Discover tab is on this thing. Because <laughs> uh, I use it mostly on mobile and on iPad now. Yeah, because you're mobile. So yeah. uh, you just put up something about Google Glass. You've spent a year with it and your thoughts on it. I didn't get yeah. a chance to read it yet. Uh, you know, it's one of those products that th – this feels like the Apple II. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's expensive. It, it has no software. <laughs> <laughs> It has a sort of nice plasticky case, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it it kicks it's kicking off a whole I think a twenty to thirty year discovery of what on the face computers mean. Yeah. And it has an eye sensor and a little screen and you you talk to it to control it. But um it's right now. It's sort of frustrating. First of all, I have to wear it with over my glasses, so it, it doesn't fit on my face very well, and and that's a problem. Uh, I, that'll go away next year when they release it, because they're going to have prescription lens versions, yeah. and they'll probably look a little cooler than this thing does. Um, but I, the real problems are we don't know the price of it. You know, if it's over five hundred dollars, it's going to be only for rich geeks, and it's not a must-have. So. Yeah. You know, the average family is not going to go out and buy one of these, at least not until there's huge amount of utility. You know, like if there was 50 really cool video games that you play with this, then all of a sudden kids go, okay, I'll pay $500 for that because yeah. they, they buy the Xbox, right? Yeah. But the Xbox is more of a I, – I found out why my my friends bought the Xbox. It was to keep the kids at home and keep them out of the shopping mall. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a – you know, does the glass have that kind of utility? Not really yet. Uh, we don't even know what it's for. Um, and there's no software. There's no SDK. So this is the first consumer electronics gadget that knows where I'm aimed 
and where my eyes are looking. Both uh -huh. two new variables. And uh, there's no software because there's no SDK that turns on the, those uh, sensors yet. Mm -hmm. And the, the SDK is just coming out with the eye sensor. But, but it's going to be a few months before we really figure out you know, is there going to be any software? But we don't know the price. We don't know the. Uh, there's no store to distribute these apps. If there was a store, uh, how many apps can you really fit in a small little UI? V mm -hmm. Very few. It's not. My my iPhone feels, uh, you know, over over apped with about 300 apps on it, right? And, yeah. And this thing is going to feel over apped with about 10 apps on it. <laughs> so so I they need it to take like 10 contacts too. Yeah, that, I assume that all these limitations are going to yeah. get fixed when they release it to the public, right? This yeah. is sort of a prototype to let them get the idea out there and, and remove some of the angst about it because this is a very futuristic, weird product that's very controversial. I mean, it has a front-facing camera that, you know, people worry about. And for me, I worry more about the eye sensor, you know? <laughs> but, I'm, uh, yeah, what is Scoble reading now? Uh what, uh, what, knows whether you're drunk or sober, right? Yeah, they you can be like because your eye, the cops when they pull you over ask you, hey, follow <laughs> my finger, you know. And if your eye is stuttering, it's like, oh, you're uh, a little inebriated. Come here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I'm gonna make is uh, the first app I'm gonna build is the uh, uh, husband looking at uh, checking out women parts uh, app for the oh, wives. You're going to be really uh, popular with people. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> the, the wife will be able to put an app on your Google Glass, and if she, if she catches you, you know, checking out, you know, doing a bomb on on somebody where you're checking out some booty, um, you know, it'll send her an alert and you're busted. So it'll even work at the beach with shades. So yeah. <laughs> there's no getting away with that. Anymore. Yeah. So uh, a couple people want to ask me ask you a few things. You see Google Glass competitors, Sony, Panasonic, coming oh, yeah. up the next year. Well, not necessarily the big companies. Uh, I've seen some um, from China. Uh, certainly, we've seen um, wearables. Uh, I usually have my Oakley ski goggles around here, but uh, Oakley and Recon Instruments have made a ski goggle with a glass uh, kind of thing in it. Uh, Scully makes motorcycle helmets with a camera in the back and a, a glass kind of uh, uh, display in it. And those are, when uh, uh, Tim Cook says verticals, that's what he means. Those are specific things for a specific purpose. They're not going to be worn around in general life like the Google Glass is trying to be designed. Then there's um, uh, then there's the gaming systems, which include the Atir and the Meta and the uh, Oculus Rift, which you wear on your face. Uh, mm -hmm. Oculus Rift, though, doesn't let you see... Uh, the real world. It, it's completely blacked in, right? And so it's really great for a virtual virtual world, um, but it's uh, it's uh, it, we're going to see a whole bunch of gaming kind of things, including in glass. But glass is not aimed at, at augmented reality, which is putting a layer over the real world, or virtual reality, which is just play a kind of game up there. Uh, the screen is too small. Uh, the battery life is too in free, uh, too little and stuff like that. This is really great for a, a lightweight notification screen, uh, a, a, an assistant uh, on your life, that kind of thing. You know, uh, Brian Boer asked me, he says, uh, would you play Angry Birds with Google Glass? I can see people walking in a wall. Bing! Does that person have a seizure? Or what's going Bing! on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I mean, using the sensors, you can do some kinds of games. I, one of the guys I, I uh, met uh, built a game where the aliens fly from the ceiling or from the, from the sky, and you shoot them by looking at them like that, right? Yeah. But there is a social cost to that. It's like you said, it's is that guy having a seizure? What the hell is he doing? What, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I yeah. have schizophrenia, so if I want to see people falling from the sky, I don't have to... <laughs> you know, you got you got a guy walk around and go. Fuck, 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 fuck. You're like, is he have Tourette's? What's going on? Do we need to call an ambulance? Uh, so, do you see Apple c coming into that mar vertical market, or I I think Apple's uh, trick is to sit back and sort of. Well, they do two things. One, they're they they put a visionary product out there and it usually fails. The Newton is a good example of that. 
And then they sit back and they watch everybody else beat the crap out of each other and they perfect the product so that when the iPad comes out, all of a sudden everybody's like, whoa, that's cool, right? Yeah. And the iPad wasn't new. I mean, I, I, I worked at NEC back in 2002, um, and I had a tablet that looked like an iPad. It, it had no keyboard. It had Wi-Fi. It, it was a quarter-inch thick. It, it was really nice, but it was too early. It, 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 first of all, it had Windows on it, and that, that's a whole mess on to itself. Um, where the iPad didn't have uh, 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 an OS that had uh, desktop apps, you know, it didn't have uh, OS X on it. Yeah. Uh, and it, and back then the uh, NEC cost two thousand dollars. The iPad was five hundred. Five hundred really is the sweet spot. And I, 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 you know, the first iPad didn't have a camera in it, right? So I, I bet the Apple team had up on their wall, it has to be five hundred dollars. And if we can't figure it out. Get rid of it. <laughs> you know, yeah. there was space for a camera, so they were thinking about a camera, and uh, the second version had a camera, but they made some choices with that first one, which is make it five hundred dollars. Period. <laughs> you yeah. know, and the, the that's that's where the trade offs are with this thing. I, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to see how this market plays out, but um. I don't know where I was going with that. Apple's going to sit back, I think, for a couple of years and watch Google beat itself up. In fact, my, my friend who uh, was one of the ten guys on the first iPhone team said they had a saying inside Apple that uh, the pioneer gets all the arrows because, you know, <laughs> people like to shoot at the pioneer, you know. The trendsetter, um, or the attempted trendsetter. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. The um, so what about the smartwatch computing thing? I mean that that takes some air out of Google Glass, doesn't it? Or competes with it? Yeah, that's where my post was going today. Is like uh, Google Glass is doomed, and it depends how you define. <laughs> how, it depends how you you can win any game when you can decide where the um, goalposts are. Right? <laughs> 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 so if the goalposts are, you have to sell you know at least half as many as Apple's going to sell watches. Doomed. <laughs> Doomed. Well, so what do you feel about smartwatch? I mean, you're not wearing one. I know that... I, think I, have, I have, like, I have a bunch of Pebble uh, prototypes over here, and I'm... Hmm. The, the watch thing is interesting. I You know, a lot of people wear watches. The watch mm -hmm. industry is very big. I forget how many billions it is, but it's a multi-billion dollar industry every year. Um, so there's, there's a built-in market there. Yeah. People who like to wear things on their wrists, um, and then I, I think the industry, the tech industry, is going to bifurcate into two things. One, it's going to go to jewelry, um, and I think that's where Apple's headed. I, I think Apple is going to have a little bit of functionality, maybe a heart rate sensor in there, or you know, um, maybe a, a a low energy Bluetooth radio that can tell how close it is to something, or close to another watch wearer, that kind of thing. Um, but I think it'll be beautiful and, and mostly aimed at fashion, you know, and Johnny Ives is going to love doing that, right? That's that's Johnny Ives' wheelhouse, right? Now, they've been predicting the side for is, about a year that Apple would do a watch. Well, they, they are. There's 100 people working on it. I have friends who've seen it and say it's the best-looking one of the ones that are uh, 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 so far on the market. Ah, you know, you look at the Samsung; it's it's pretty crappy looking. Yeah, and I mean, it's I can't even get it around my uh, wrist. I had to. Yeah, well, I, Andy has my Qualcomm. The Qualcomm is pretty nice, but the Qualcomm is a reference design to prove that its chipset can work in a, a mobile device, right? But there's no um, apps for the Qualcomm. No, there's no there's no apps because Qualcomm's not a consumer company, and nobody's going to write apps for the Qualcomm. They will write apps if, if somebody takes that Qualcomm chipset and puts it into a product that sells well. Uh -huh. But, I, I, you know, I don't think it's all about apps. I, I think uh, the second piece is utility, you know, i.e. the Fitbit or the Fuel Band or the Jawbone Up. Yeah. And those are exercise, you know, kind of aids, you know. And if you're if you're an exerciser, you want one of those. If you're a triathlete, you probably have a Garmin running watch, right? Mm -hmm. So it's something that's really waterproof and something that has a lot of detail about your running times, your swimming times, your biking times, and all that. Very very purpose built product for this wrist. But those are going to sell, you know, a few units. But the the main market I think is Apple. I, I think if Apple will set the trend, if Apple does well. 
then uh, it probably lifts all the boats a little bit. Um, if Apple doesn't do well, then uh, everybody's like, well, is there any there there? You know, and yeah. Pebble can do okay, you know, but I don't know. I, you know, is Pebble going to build a brand that somebody in Kansas City is going to know about? I, that's a that's a lot of that's a lot that they need to do to build that kind of brand. I'm not, you know, when you look at it, how Oakley was built or Nike or, you know, uh, any of the wear any of the brands that we know Adidas that we wear around, um, that those brands took long time and a lot of investment, you know. I just got something interesting today. Uh, it just barely came before I walked in the room, uh, and it's a thing that attaches to the to the um, the pedals on a, a bike, you know, stationary bike that you have in your house. Yeah. And it sends Bluetooth data, and I imagine some of the exercise data to the your phone or your tablet. I think I just looked at the back of the box, and then it also will play like live experiences. Like, have you, like, bicycling in France or something? Have you seen that? I uh, know. It's pretty uh, interesting. There's all sorts of new new toys we're going to see next week, right? Yeah. This is from CES. That, yeah, it's a, pre, it's a pre-thing. But from what I saw, it, uh, it's, it's, like, way on the other end of the house. Uh, yeah. it, it will play, like, you. it looks like you're bicycling somewhere, and I imagine you can download different maps and bicycle different places, and it coordinates the timing of your pace to what you're seeing on the screen. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Crazy. It's so crazy. We're, so we're going to be Monsters of Tech CES 2014. I, I, don't, I like how you market it, you know. Thanks, man. We 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 want to build it into a brand where people are going to be like, we want to see the monsters of tech. Well, and that's what you know. That's what it takes to get through the noise levels today, right? Yeah. You got to have five people (laughs) tweeting. (laughs) Well, you you said it's not good enough to be one anymore. Yeah. You said it best, and we had that great experience with JBL, Harmon Carbon, Coachella, where if you have five to six people, and preferably an artist, you can create serendipity and yeah. awesome moments and stuff that's really interesting and fun. It, it, it might even take more than that by the end of 2014. I'm not, you know, the book taught me a lot about how, how to use social media to market something, and I'm watching, you know, um, all the brands from, you know, Southwest Airlines on up, and it it's really hard to change people's <clears throat> belief about a, a company or an industry um, nowadays. You you really have to do something crazy. Yeah, and it, it's of course to me it's just hanging out with my friends. That's what I love about it. <laughs> it's like yeah, I just get to go play with my friends at CS, hang out, and have some beers. But uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then on Wednesday at CES, uh, January eighth. Between seven and nine, you'll be book signing for thousands of people that will be coming to the party at the Chandelier Bar, the Cosmopolitan Hotel, <laughs> with the Hang With That being our sponsor. Are you handing out free beers? Is that how we're getting this? No, line? no, we're not <laughs> okay. doing free beers. They have <laughs> beers. They got to buy your book, uh, <laughs> but they get. We're gonna have you chained up in a monkey cage. I and, think you forget um, how competitive CES is. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're be happy for, if we get twenty people there and we have some fun. <laughs> we're at one hundred and thirty right wow. now. RSVPs on Eventbrite, and uh, yeah, is I mean, it, I, is I Uber gonna you. have surge pricing for CES? Yeah, surge pricing. <laughs> good, man. Hey, Uber, it's gonna take us. Good. It's gonna cost us eighty dollars just to get like five blocks. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's like what I told you, man. Get ready. I'm gonna try and get four to five hundred RSVPs, and I will have Scoble ink and blood on the books. Well, this is why we're driving. <laughs> By the way, Ford's giving us a new uh, a hybrid. That's gonna be cool. I'm jealous. Well, they they always they have for the last I think four years they've given us a car to drive down and and that's always appreciated so I can see what it's like <laughs> being a rich guy with new car you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't I you know I'd fly up and drive in with you but between you and Sam Levin I don't want to spend nine hours with you two gas bags in the car. <laughs> uh, yeah, you really you know. It can get pretty uh, lonely for ten hours out on the road, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. All right. Actually, there's a, there's a few people, you know, and we learn where we stack rank, right? Anton, this guy named Anton, I think, is getting an Audi to drive down. And I'm like, 
Damn, he got a Ford and he got an Audi. Without his, you know, but he's an analyst, so you know. What is that about, man? Hey, I, he controls the stock price, and they give him a there better you car. You know? There you go. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> I guess. Ford, you know, the Ford is pretty good. La- last year, somebody uh, clocked me on um, on Glimpse doing uh, 100 miles an hour. So <laughs> better watch yeah. the uh, CHP. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it was off a cliff, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here you go, I Scott. I haven't wrecked Sorry. a car yet. <laughs> Here you go, Scott Monty. So we'll be uh, promoting the Hangwith app, and we have some sponsors for Monster Tech, the Hangwith at hangwith.com, uh, Kingston at kingston.com, Kingston Technology, and AT&T will be the official mobile uh, provider network of the Monster Tech. But it's going to be me, you, Andy Grignon, who's one of the first people to build iPhone, WebOS, people don't know. Joel Com, Joel Com's got a huge audience. Eight books, people know him uh, from some of the different market areas that we don't dabble in. Um, uh, Ron Sheridan, who else am I missing? John Nasta, who you'll be on stage with uh, at the uh, opening ceremonies of CES uh, to talk about. Uh, what are you talking about? Medical crap? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I just show up. I don't know. I'm broadcasting this on Hang Hang with. Oh, cool! Broadcasting on Hang with. This is, this is, oh, I got to put you up on the screen. Hey, there we go. There's Chris. Oh, Hang with. We're hanging yeah. with the Robert Scoble. In fact, I should just do the same thing so, as yeah. long as we're here. Well, I don't know. Right, let's not get really boring. Okay. All right. <laughs> we get too too nerd nerdly lame. Nerd, nerdily lame. Anyways, we're doing this Google Hangout with Chris Voss talking about CES, Consumer Electronics Show, and what's coming up. So how many press releases did you get? Uh, I threw them all away, so I don't know. There's a ton. It's still out. If you Google Monsters in Tech, uh, the press release title. No, 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 uh, no. no. Like, that's that's our press release. Oh. How many press releases did you get from people trying to get you to come to their booth at CES? Oh, God, dude. My, my Thousands. Email. My email is like, yeah, thousands, hundreds. It's and I've been spamming them back. I'm like, well, that's really nice. Why don't you uh, hire the Monster Techs for sponsors and then also come to Robert Scoble's book. So I'm, I'm back spamming them with uh, an invite to your party. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll see if that works. <laughs> it actually has. They're actually signing up. You're going to have a whole ass of PR people that will show up. And I don't know what they'll want from there, but uh, I guess, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um uh, I'm seeing, uh, so I'm walking around with Gary Shapiro, who runs the show, which is going to be fun. And then I'm that hanging out nice. with you and Sam Levin. Yeah. You should, that'll yeah, that'll, that'll Andy help. Uh, coming. That'll help you, uh, you know, get swag. You're like, hey, I'm here with Shapiro, man. He runs this thing. I, Give me some stuff. The last thing I want is more swag, man. <laughs> the, the, uh, there's some rules about walking a big show. First of all, wear nice tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah. Second, don't take anything. <laughs> It, unless it's a free car or something, you know, then yeah. take it. But you know, don't take anything you have to carry because you're gonna have to carry it the rest of your day in the day. And uh, I no. just bring a, I just a, a bring little a squishy bag. ball is not worth it. I just bring a nice roll bag. I've got my. I bring a roll bag, bag too, but but you know what? It's too, even a roll bag is too much. I, I don't like. To, I have my Scotty vest. Whatever fits in my Scotty vest is there. My Mophie pack. I got. By the way, I got to charge that up. I got to charge. I got like three Mophie packs just for CES. You're definitely gonna have it. Stuff I have to do. So, uh, what hotel are you at, and what's the room number to broadcast here? No, I'm just. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So uh, you're on the Hang With app. You're video. verified. They're actually going to make a special channel for the Monsters of Tech and everything. And uh, who knows? We yeah, might they can't. Them. Nobody listening here can hear you because I'm using headphones. But oh well. Oh wow. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, so uh, yeah, check out Robert yeah, Scoble on the HangWith.com. HangWith.com. The Hang With app you can find on. So the what app. else is going on, man? Nothing much. Do you think anybody's going to be using uh, beacons? Well, that's uh, I thing. think beacons Tell are going to be about a big beacons. Deal. You, that's another big thing of yours. I don't have. Do I have any here? Hold on a second. Uh, probably not within reach. I have a couple back there. They're little uh, chips that have a radio on them, and the radio costs ten dollars wholesale, thirty dollars retail, and um, it spits a number into the air every second. Bing, bing. You know. So let's say this is one of them. This is actually um, a little bit. These things are cool, by the way. They snap together. I have a whole bunch wow. of little bits, and they snap together. So let's say that's the radio, and it bing, bing, bing. 
And then your iPhone can tell how far away, or your Android can tell how far away you are from that beacon. Mm-hmm. Um, now, every I- iPhone is also a beacon. So there's 270 million uh, iPhones that have iOS 7 on them already. They also can be a beacon. So now if I have an iWatch, I, as I get closer to you, it can say, hey, you're near Chris Voss or something like that. If we load software that allows that to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there, right now, there's no software because these things literally came on the market in the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my friend Andy, who's building a new company around this stuff, has uh, just got his first ones a month ago. So, I think um, it'll be interesting to see if we see any examples of of, the, of this being used at CES, but. I bet it's going to be a, a year later that really most people use them for something. What do you predict are going to be the biggest things this year? Maybe the top, I don't know, three, five big things, breakout, at, whatever. At CES, wearables, uh, certainly wearables. Um, uh, you know, from Google Glass, although Glass hasn't gotten announced yet, but there's a lot of interest in this kind of thing to the Fitbit, to the fuel bands, to things you wear on yourself. Um Wearables is one. Uh, home automation, this new uh, Revolve unit that I have is uh, pretty cool. I can't pull it in here. But that's how I'm controlling my lights. I have a Revolve app on my iPhone. Oh, okay. And my Nest thermostat talks to the Revolve, and my lights t- talk to the Revolve. And Serious? Oh, yeah. I got all sorts of stuff I was supposed to do this Christmas. Like, here. Um, you know, put, it, put in Internet-connected switches, and we have oh, some... Um, Motion detector stuff, you know, so if somebody comes up the stairs, yeah. uh, it can warn you. And then uh, all sorts of uh, dimmer switches that we can put on, on things. All sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, I'll bet the wife Lots. loves you with all the, well, let's tear this out and put this in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I was that adventurous, <laughs> I did get the Nest thermostat and the uh, and the smoke detector up and running, and that, those are pretty cool. I think they're pretty cool. Well, they're the, saving me money because uh, definitely they're more accurate at turning on the heat uh, than my old thermostat, which was just always on. And so it's definitely uh, saving me money when I'm not here, which is awesome. And it also uh, uh, we programmed it not to come on in the middle of the night, so... There you go. Once you get in bed, keep it down. And now it works by you walking by it. It kind of knows when you're in the house. Or oh yeah. There's now. Yeah, and with the smoke detector, the smoke detector knows when you're walking by it as well. And so now there's two sensors in there. They could be networked. Now it'll be interesting to see if Nest actually does anything with that network because there's a temperature sensor up in the uh, up in the uh, uh, smoke detector as well. So. Now, when you said the Nest is talking to your lighting system, Revolve, I think yeah. you said? Well, it's, so, it's a home automation system. So home automation is going to be a big uh, – it's always been a big deal at CES, but I think this year finally it got down to my level uh, mm-hmm. where I didn't need to be a rocket scientist to program it. It was really easy to get it going, and it didn't cost – you know, Bill Gates' money. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, the Revolve, I think, is $300, and these lights are $300, and the Nest is $300. So, so far in my house, I have maybe $1,500 worth of stuff, which is still out of reach of, of most people, but um, it's coming, every year it keeps coming down, and this is the first year that it reached, you know, upper middle class. <laughs> so, yeah. So is the Nest monitoring the Revolve for when you have the lights on to know your home? No, the Revolve talks to all this stuff, so I can okay. control it all from one app. So uh-huh. my Revolve app, let me see if I can pull it up. You realize you're uh, building all the machines to talk to each other for Skynet to eventually oh, become yeah. self-aware. You know, we, we really don't care about the NSA knowing uh, what color my lights are. <laughs> Although, if I'm smoking dope, they might be a certain color, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, and if we live in Colorado, that's legal now. You're, so you're I have building. A, I have a Sonos, so I can control my Sonos. I can nice. control the hub itself, and then I have different lights in uh, my Nest thermostat is here as well, so you can control that and say it's too hot up here, turn it down, something like that. When Skynet becomes uh, live and all the robots, uh, uh, you know. Co- turn against us, you'll have installed all electronics they'll be able to use to fry us or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kill the lights I'm, and shock him, kill him. I'm the guinea pig to see if any of this stuff causes uh, weird cancers so far. <laughs> so far. 20 years from now. Electronics are cool, Chris! Ah! 
Who knows, you know? Uh, who was I? I was just watching a video on Bob Marley. He died of cancer when he was 36, I think. So, you know, I'm 49 this year, so or in 2014. So, nice, nice. I'm 46, I think, next year. So, I don't know what what I'm gonna do with that. So, uh, anything else you want to tell us about 2014, the book, anything you want to cover? No, I'm just uh, looking for cool companies. We just visited uh, Meta, which makes these uh, wearable computers that are coming out this year. Um, who else did I? We, we've been following the Oculus Rift and uh, following all the internet startups like Uber and and so forth. Uh, I I'm would love looking... to have Google Glass from like my Xbox. Yeah. Where. You know, I could talk to it and say, you know, uh, you know, like I'll play Madden 25, and I'll be. Well, like, can't you already do that with the Xbox One? Yeah, you can yell at the Kinect, but maybe there's something that you could do that would be like a special action. Yeah, did maybe. Something or, the know. the problem is, you know, that's a a micro market inside a micro market, right? How many people? <laughs> How many people have Xbox Ones? Maybe three million at this point, right? You know. Yeah. And that's the problem: is the developer time has been stretched as well, and that's one problem that's dooming Google Glass. Why, if you were a hot-ass developer, why would you build for Glass when there's only three, three or five thousand of them out there? Yeah. You can build for Android and hit, you know, a billion people, and develop for iOS seven and hit two hundred fifty million people. So is Google Glass really out in front of this or can someone come in and swoop it? Uh always the first mover is not always the best, right? Yeah. Um iPad taught us this, right? Um yeah. I I I bet that there's a uh, a bunch of people watching this and seeing if it does well. If it does well it's gonna suck a lot of competition in the market. And and there's lots of flaws with this. So yeah. uh, you know, somebody in two or three years can can learn all the lessons of Google that they're learning, but uh, the hard way, um, and then pass them with a better design product, a better user interface, more more apps, you know, a cheaper price maybe. So what's the um, next? The cost of good of this. The cost of good, by the way, is only about $150 on this. So. The the real cost is that you have to go into a store and get fitted for these, and then you have to learn a new user interface because this is not like using your phone. You have to learn how to turn it on, even right? How do you turn it on? Oh, you have to look up, right? <laughs> how do you how do you set that? You know, it, it, there's a lot of things that you have to learn. Um, so it takes about an hour to learn how to use it. So let's say you're in Best Buy for an hour getting fitted. Then also, you might have to go to an optometrist because if you can't see the screen, you get a, got to get prescription lenses. So yeah. there's a whole. It's not like going in and buying a you know a, an iPhone at this point. Walking out with it. Yeah. So what would be the next step beyond Google Glass and wearable watches? Is it surgical implant, body modification? There's some of that cooking. You know, I'm not signing up for the betas of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, if I was paraplegic, I would. I, in fact, I'm talking on email with a guy who's wearing an exoskeleton because he uh, fell off a ladder, you know, putting something on his roof. I think and, I saw uh, that video of you with him at Half Moon Bay, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's starting a blog about his uh, use of it because he got one for his for home use now, mm -hmm. and it's pretty cool for you know to be able to, to walk around when you're a paraplegic with an exoskeleton on you. But I'm not signing up for that thing. I, you know, why do I need to spend $150,000 on it and walk slow? You know, like if we um, could mount, you know, how your everyone's ears stick out a little bit. Like, what if we could mount like a little camera eye right there, and it'd be like a piercing. Yeah. Or you could, I suppose, you put it there. You could have like a piercing. That would be your Google Glass eye. You know. Yeah. That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not a I'm not a body modification guy. I you know my ears are still my ears. My nose doesn't have anything in it. And my tongue doesn't have anything in it. You know. Yeah, but and it's like, you know, it's like where do we where do we go after Google Glass and watches? It'll be interesting to see. Well, we it, you know, as it, the sizes of things keep shrinking every year. So if you take Google Glass, something like this that weighs forty nine grams. And you take it out ten years, it's going to weigh four grams, and it's going to be like a little rim on your glass, you know. Or mm -hmm. and it, about that time, then it'll start disappearing into a contact lens, you know. What but if it turns that's into 10, something? Fifteen years away. What if it turns into something smaller, like the Memento, 
or the what is it called the Mento thing, but it takes the pictures and and stuff for you. Well, that, um, that's what we're gonna see at CES. There's gonna be all sorts of wearable, you know, cameras like the Memento. Uh, the Misfit Shine is another one that, like, Francine Hardaway wears it on a pendant, and mm -hmm. it, it just watches your uh, motion sort of like a Fitbit. But I, I don't know how many of these things we really need. Uh, yeah. Scotty Vest. I, I'm going to be interested. Yeah, Scotty, you know, but Scotty Vest is about, you know, like, look, I have tons of memory cards. Where do I put these? Do I have yeah. to carry a bag? No, just wear a jacket with 13 pockets on it, or 30, and now you can, you know, hide your iPhone and your passport and your batteries and your cards and your lenses all in the jacket. And that makes sense to me, but I'm not so sure that we're going to want too many things on us, you know, uh -huh. maybe for specialized things like losing weight or, or getting fit, but I don't know. I... I'm sort of, I'm a little skeptical, even though I'm excited by this new world. You know, if I had a product with it was a sensor and it was I don't know the size of a Tic Tac or whatever, you know, you see the sizes better than I do, that I could put inside you and it would monitor your health, tell us when we have cancer and everything else. How many years from now do you feel that people will be comfortable with that being a norm? With uh, being. Having yeah. having a sensor put inside you to monitor you. Oh, that's already coming. Uh, you know, somebody uh, just had a colonoscopy and put it on Facebook that he had to swallow a little camera yeah. and it went through him. And then, uh, you know. So you so you you think it's going to be pretty working Because I don't know how I feel. I've done it to my dogs. You know, they're tagged, but I'm not sure that I want to be tagged or. I I think you know over the next decade you're going to see more and more of that. Um. It depends on whether you need it. If, if you're a, a diabetic and you have to prick yeah. your finger every morning to see if your blood sugar is okay, uh, you'll sign up for a little bit more than I would, right? Yeah, um, awesome. You know, so, and a, a lot of that can be done on the outside of the body. We Up in the research lab we visited in Ireland, they were making micro needles out of silicon, and they felt like putting your finger on sandpaper, and they uh -huh. those micro needles pull a couple of... Um, Cells of blood out so they can do tests and whatnot. Um, yeah, and even be, put medicine in. You know, if you had like uh, a pellet in your side, and you could be like, okay, check my, check my blood sugar level. Yeah, and there, and there you go. Yeah. Well, Robert, I'll let you get back to what you're doing, which was uh, nothing on your New Year's Eve. <laughs> nothing, man. And thanks for taking the time. Oh to man, with us. just did, while we've been talking, there's a ton of con comments on this uh, post. Any questions you want to answer that uh, are out there? No, I don't have time. But yeah, 111 uh, plus one, so it's go it's going viral, which is great. Yeah. So <laughs> check out Robert's book and Shell's book. I'm going to have Shell on probably. I'm going to see if he can come on here in the next week or two. Uh, on Amazon.com under the Age of Context. Yeah. So where else can they find it, Robert? Amazon. Amazon. Audible. It's on paper, Kindle, or Audible. Um, All right, support the pirate ship is in is in uh, uh podcaster. I, I hate that Jeff Bezos has taken over the world, but you know that's the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> so check out uh, Robert Scoble and his book Age of Context. Order it. I've read it. It's a beautiful book, and it's really going to tell you where the future goes. If you own a business, you want to know what the future, and you want to be in the future, you better read the book, or else you're just going to get left behind. And then you can find Robert Scoble on uh, Robert Scoble on Facebook. You can also find him as a Scobalizer on Twitter, right? Yep. Are and, you ready for uh, CES? Are you are you uh, all pumped. you're you're all in shape now? Oh Jesus! Have yeah, you done I've been your doing three miles of, walking. of walking a day? I've been I've been walking several couple miles a day. Although right. I still I want to get to like three to five to get ready for CES. And then uh, have you uh, had like a pint of alcohol every uh, every evening? Uh, that, <laughs> dude, you and me. <laughs> really? Is that all? <laughs> Well, you know, this is. Uh, I try to pace myself. It's. Uh, it's I'm a ready long for week. New Year's. Let's put it that way. It's a long week. <laughs> ready for <laughs> New Year's, Robert. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Get the big, get the bold, the magnum of crown. The no, the drinking and fun part. That's the beautiful part. Is people going to see video of us hanging out and all the great stuff we have? Oh, I'm bringing the horse head. We got the evil horse head. Evil unicorn. So I brought that for you to wear. Uh, then we have the horse head, and we have a few other gimmicks we'll do, so people will be able to see all the trouble that we get into. So, 
Anyway, thanks for coming by, Robert. Be sure to check out Robert Scoble on the internet. It's on Google Plus too. Check him out under Robert Scoble. You can find him anywhere. He's he's everywhere. It seems. Scobleizer. Very popular. Scoble. I am. <laughs> Happy New Year, Robert. Thanks for thanks, coming by the Chris Voss Show dot com podcast. And the we'll last sure to... podcast of the year. Last podcast of the year. Awesome. We'll have you on next year at the end of the year. <laughs> And we'll see if we were right about the predictions of the future. <laughs> well, you know, uh, something's going to be right. I don't know. Something's going to be right. <laughs> Is Miriam coming to uh, CS? Nah, not this year. Darn. No Vegas for her. That would be double the trouble. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. We, we got in a lot of trouble in London. It was awesome. Well, the the cool part about her staying behind is that way when we get arrested for something, she can come bail us out. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Rock, Rocky's right, coming. Rocky's coming though. Yeah, so Rocky's gonna be a lot of fun money. to hang with. We uh, yeah, my producer Rocky's coming. We might need the bail money. Um. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it <laughs> because that's that's when we know you're having fun, and hopefully we'll be able you, to film it. You know, you can always tell it's the uh, end of the year when I'm excited about going to CES because after CES, I, I always swear I'm never ever going back to that thing again. Uh, well, last last year I ate the buffet food at the Win at at uh, what was it shop? Well, the Win uh, the Win buffet ain't that bad. You know, if yeah. you're if you're at Circus Circus buffet, that's a whole other level of bad. <laughs> well, I was at Showstoppers. I ate the food they put out and I got food poisoning and I was Ooh. messed up for two days. So we're not doing that again. All right. Be careful well, we'll, where I eat. We'll take you out to real food. Yeah, and we'll probably be, you know, putting lots of alcohol down to make sure everything's sterilized. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Love you. Take care. See you at CES, man. Watch for us, guys. See you. Watch, watch us drive down Saturday. Oh, that's right. You're going to drive down Saturday. I'll be there Sunday yeah, night. Yeah, we'll be doing some, I don't know, that, you know, there's not a whole lot of 4G in the middle of California. but uh, The aliens um, will probably pick you up on the way to We'll Vegas. be tweeting. The aliens yeah. will probably pick you guys up. You're, on, you're coming down the alien highway, aren't you? Uh, yeah, Highway 5. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Straight shot to Bakersfield. Watch for Robert Scoville, Sam Levin, and the aliens. And check out Hang With App. Our sponsors, Hang With App, Kingston Technology, Kingston. Yeah, we'll try to play with that, you know, as long as we have uh, connectivity. Which, yeah. You know, as long as it's 4G, it's okay. But if you're in uh, on Highway 5, it's usually 3G, and it's hard to get video going there. Yeah, we'll just uh, you know keep it R-rated. Don't don't go over if, the line. If if Sam gets a ticket again, we'll uh, try to take video of that. Oh, he got a video. He got a ticket last time. Yeah, he got caught doing ninety. Luckily, I haven't gotten caught, but I'm gonna try to avoid uh, not getting caught. That should be a riot, man. That should be a riot. <laughs> we all got right, ways. We, we're gonna have all the apps. We, we you know we have Google Maps, Apple Apps, Maps, uh, Ways, Glimpse. The other, we're gonna have cool all the apps up. The Hangwith uh, app people, they believe they're going to have the Hangwith app ready for Google Glass to be able to put on your Google Glass. Yeah. That should be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Take care, brother. And see I'll you see later. You. Yes. Drive safe, too. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.